1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Guten Abend and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we celebrate Scotland's qualification for Euro 2024 in Germany. Steve Clark's side have sealed their ticket with two games to spare after an outstanding campaign. There is still a chance of topping the group, although Spain remain in the driving seat after beating Norway last night. And elsewhere, it wasn't exactly a quiet weekend on the club front either. Philippe Clement is the new Rangers manager on a three-and-a-half-year deal. I'm Gordon Duncan, and joining me tonight, two men that we will have in Lederhosen before the end of the season, Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna. You've teared us up nicely, Gordon. If this is a show about words, if this is a show about language, then we'll devote this to the two big stories of the day Schottland, die stuft dem Weg nach Deutschland Willen Dank and Steve Clark and I'll be super scoreboard Wunsch rein and alles gut and this Rangers und nom un nouveau manager alors bienvenue à Philippe Lemont Kenny, I, 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 I don't know I don't know how well, you Well, me and you that. are like everybody else in Glasgow saying what on earth has Roger Hanna <laughs> just said there and how the long did it take him to get that written on his phone to read it because it's the best he German. Or French. Well, yeah, it's the most sense you spoke, uh-huh. I'll tell you that. But, uh, yeah, wonderful last night. We said it was going to be when and not if. It was confirmed last night. I really, really, you know, it was Spain done us a favour, but it was it was Steve Clark and his, and his squad that earned it. Unbelievable campaign. Five wins out of six. Every performance has been pretty much bang on. Uh, and now we can look forward to Germany next next summer with two games to spare. And don't worry about Nations League playoffs and penalty shootouts. We're there in our own right. 01419511025. If you are under any level of confusion as to how big a deal this is, it's only the second time since 1997 that this phone-in has been able to reflect on a successful qualification campaign for the men's team. So that might just about underline it. Get all your thoughts in. How impressed have you been with the campaign? What do you make of the fact that qualification is secured? Everything that goes along with it. Were you big Spain fans last night? Or were you secretly hoping for that draw which would have uh, perhaps strengthened Scotland's chances of topping the group? Everything that you've been bottling up for these 26 years or whatever it is, get it all out on here. 01419511025. And it's not often, in fact, if we're talking about two big stories colliding, competing on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, this would be one of the all-time nights for it, because Rangers have a new manager. And the same day we're discussing Scotland qualifying for the Euros, it is Philippe Clement. We discussed him quite a bit last week, but now that it's confirmed, Rangers fans, have you got the right man? What have you made of the early indications? I know you'll have maybe heard one or two bits and pieces from him. Uh, maybe seen some of the things that are going to be put in place. Is he the right man for the job? What have you made of him? What has to happen next? And so on. 0141-951-1025. Usually, uh, we would start on a Monday, you know, goal of the weekend, result of the weekend, all that stuff. There wasn't a great deal of football, so I won't put that pressure on you. Um, but quiet weekend, it was not Roger Hanna. Those two mammoth stories all in the same couple of days. Yeah, um, quite a remarkable weekend. We've, we've waited for both things to happen. You know, Scotland could have qualified with a result in Seville against Spain on Thursday night. Unfortunately, circumstances conspired against us and it took it on to last night. Um, we knew a draw would be enough and thankfully, after a little bit of a scare with that goal that was cancelled out by VAR in the first half, Gavi 
got the goal in the second half. Unfortunately, put Spain above us in the group, so it looks as if we might not be going to Germany as group winners, Gordon. But I think Steve Clark and the players will be happily going as runners up. Look at us complaining that we can't go as group winners. <laughs> How things have changed. Well, I was um, raging it was near dark because I wanted to draw. I wanted to get top of the group. Um, and Kenny, as we said, it's, it's incredible that. We've, oh, by the way, there's another talking point, and it's that Rangers have got a new manager. Yeah. It is be, what a busy, busy Sunday that was for Scottish football. Yeah, it was, and again, I think it was. Uh, it was always kind of built to be going to be going, like kind of leading down that path where uh, Rangers. I think it was crucial that the the new man was in the building, and I think when the when the Rangers players reported back to Murray Park this morning. Uh, that the new man was in place so uh, it went that way it, that was the early part of the day and last night obviously Scotland clinching the, the qualification to the Euros but uh, it'll be interesting to see how this, this kind of goes in the next couple of weeks uh, for Phil, uh, Philippe Clement because it's going to be a big task in the immediate uh, future to get the well, get the, I was mm. going to say get the best but to get more out of this squad at the moment yeah, loads to get through tonight As we said, you could barely imagine two bigger stories Scotland qualify for a major tournament for the second time uh, Since the World Cup 98 And Rangers appoint a new manager So pick up that phone 01419511025 I don't think you need any extra incentive But for what it's worth Everyone who makes it through to the show tonight Goes into the draw for tickets to Air Race Course On the 4th of November as well but I'm sure you will be queuing up to have your say on either Scotland's qualification or Rangers new manager or maybe there is something else entirely that we've missed um, but good luck getting a word in edgeways uh, aside from those two topics so get your thoughts into us right now on the usual platforms David is going to kick things off David how are you? I'm good guys how yourself? Not bad at all David what do you make of this qualification then? Really proud to be Scottish at the moment I think when the groups were drawn and before we started, we were thinking, oh no, we're going to need to go to the playoffs. Oh my God, we're playing Norway, we're playing Spain. And we've done us, Steve Clark and those players have done Scotland proud. They should hold their, head, hands up high, their heads up high. They were fantastic. We've beaten every team in the group. We've beaten Spain at home. The only, the only game of loss was away to one of the best teams in the world. And what should have happened was that goal should never have been disallowed. The, the team is playing superb. They're well managed by a very astute and clever manager. And I think for us to qualify with still two games left is an absolutely sensational result for, for Scottish football. Yeah, that, that's the sort of bit that underlines the level of success, Roger. For I mean, how many campaigns? Count them up. And sorry, the man to your left was involved in a few you were getting to the last two games with maybe an outside chance if you can do something and all these other you know, ducks fall into a row. To do it with two games to spare is an incredible achievement. Yeah, and, and in a difficult group, David's quite right, when the draw was made, mm-hmm. I remember speaking in the show, you know, you've got Spain, so you know all the danger that presents full of Real Madrid and Barcelona superstars. But the other teams in the group, you know, Norway, there wasn't a team in that pot that players of the quality of Erling Haaland and Martin Odegaard. Even Georgia from pot four, the lad, you know, Kavarishvilia, from Napoli, you know, you saw the Champions League. Everything tonight, this guy. I would, I would say Kabarit Skelly, I know he's a Vilia, but never mind. The, the, there you go. Caradonna, I stick with. That's, that's what I should have gone for. Yeah, you see, absolutely. Kenny wouldn't have pulled me up. But at the time, we were really glad that we had the back door of the Nations League playoff, if you like, because we didn't, we weren't convinced mm. at all we would get through the normal route. Not only have we done it, as you say, 
We've done it with two games to go And those two games Away to Georgia And at home to a Norwegian side That's knocked out We could get through In the same points as Spain Genuinely I think I had forgotten That we had that playoff place In the background Kenny yeah. Such has been the dominance Of this group All focus has been diverted To when It was going to get over the line yeah, it was. I mean, I think it was a it was a safety net, and I think the way the campaign started, people kind of quickly forgot. Mm-hmm. Maybe not forgot, but they were focused more on what this team could do in this group. You know, the, the way they were playing. And again, that said, when they two late goals went in against Norway, in my mind, it was right. That was such a big moment. You know, it was such a big, big moment to get that day two goals. By the way, when the team performed particularly well, but stayed dogged, stayed in the game, and they got the two late goals and and set the Tartan sorry Tartan army into raptures of celebrations. It was uh, for me that that was that was the moment that thought you know what we're going to get there. Uh, whether it takes to the last game, the second last game, or like at this moment, two games to spare, I just believe we're going to get there at that moment. I was going to say it was the best 104 seconds of my year, but I wouldn't want to get myself in bother. But mm-hmm. it certainly would have been up there. That that moment in Norway, Roger, would that be the? Is that, I mean, you can pick out so many points, but is that the one that almost sort of underlines this campaign? Yeah, yeah. That I mean, I'm going to say that was a turning point. That was the key point. I think Stanley Solbach and the Norwegian manager referenced that last night after they were knocked out. Scotland were hopeless in the game. That was as bad as Scotland had played at any stage of this qualification process. And to suddenly get those goals from Lyndon Dykes and Kenny McLean from nothing at the end of the game. To win over there, that was the moment you sort of felt that people were for once smiling down in Scotland in a qualifying campaign. I mean, David, you mentioned the manager, but you could almost go through and list however many players you want that have all contributed in a, a serious way, couldn't you? I, I don't know really you got to look at as their top scorer is a guy who can't get a game for Man United. And, and if the results go the right way, we could win the group. And I, th- I, I think McTominay, the development of McTominay during this campaign sort of sums up the whole thing, if you like. If you remember the last campaign, he was playing centre-half. Mm-hmm. And suddenly... Started this campaign, he was on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's getting further and further forward, yeah. contributing more and more. And, you know, I know we were at the last Euros, it was fantastic, but look at the way the squad has evolved and look at the way the squad's improved. You know, the form of Jack Henry and Ryan Porteous at the back... The way Aaron Hickey's come in and nailed a place down. Billy Gilmer looks a far better mm. player, even than the young lad who, who came on and shone at Wembley in the last Euros. There look to be more goals in the team as well. There looks to be more depth in the squad. I think, you know, there's 26 players named in, that, in this one. And that's, there are other guys left out and, and guys injured as well. So the job Steve Clark has done and his, you know, his time at Hamden really can't be underestimated. It's fantastic. You could pick a few, but you know, if, yeah. if I forced you to pick one, it feels like it's been Scott McTominay's campaign, Kenny. No, it has been. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the goals that he scored, uh, I mean, it is, it's the hardest thing to do. And like you say, he comes on in that first game against Cyprus, you know, and gets two goals in that last five minutes. And by the way, the game, we were comfortable within that game, but we hadn't played great, you know, like it was... It just seemed to be petering out. He came on, he got his two goals. He then follows up with a double against Spain. You know, he's just it was just the start of that campaign and it's just kicked one. And now he looks he looks goal hungry now. You know, he looks like he could score in any game. And it's even in the even in the game on uh, Thursday night, he was maybe getting deployed in a little bit more of a deeper role to be the quieter one along there next to Callum McGregor and Christine McGinn are going to be the two that are going to support. But I just think 
the confidence that he's playing with, and I think also the fact that he's next to Callum McGregor as well, who is such a clever footballer, he's still got an ability that he can arrive in the box the way he's done so well over the course of this campaign. And, and when he's got there, more often than not, he's been absolutely clinical with the opportunities mm. that he's had. So he's had a wonderful campaign, but it is tough to single one player out because there's been so many contributors over the course of this mm. campaign. To, it's, uh, it's been it's been special. To take David's point, I bet he starts for Manchester United at the weekend after those two against Brentford and added time last time out. He'd like to think so. I mean, David, were you one of those fans that had you sort of... I'm not saying feared that you would never, ever get there again, but it certainly started to feel that way for a while, didn't it? Sounding too dramatic. I don't know why, but I do remember. I can almost. I do remember specifically where I was when I heard the draw, and I was listening to it in radio and thinking, almost being really quite angry. Kenny, thinking that's that's rotten. This team are heading in the right direction, and we're pretty good. And then we go and get handed a draw like that, and it could easily, you know, of the teams. I think in Norway's pot, they were by far the strongest, yeah. as Roger says. In Georgia's pot. You don't need me to tell you what Scotland and Georgia's history is like. And even Cyprus, they're clearly the weakest team in the group, but they're not one of those absolute minnows that you're... They're not one of the weakest that were in their pot, yeah. That you're completely yeah. guaranteed. And remember thinking, goodness sake, we've not had much luck there, and yet <laughs> absolutely squished it. No, we have. And it was, I think, against... It's been, when you look at the names, and again, with, with the Georgia thing, you're starting to look at the, what's happened before, you know. I just don't think this group or this group of players are, are focusing on any of that. Mm -hmm. I look at Spain. I think we have been as good as Spain over the course of the two games. There's no doubt about it. Yes, Spain have all the ball, but I didn't feel threatened the other night. I know they hit the post, uh, for, but it's from a breakier ball. It wasn't through from absolutely carving us open. I felt pretty comfortable. The game at Hamden, I, th I thought we really deserved a 2-0 win that night. And if anything, I thought we were going to look like we were going to score again. Uh, Norway, two superstars. Rest of the players... I would maybe take our players ahead of them, to be honest with you. So when you break it down, and you add in the confidence, the belief, the feel-good factor, Rogers talked about where they've came from for the last Euros to where they're now. Not only are they more familiar with each other, and they're 20, 25 caps down the line in international football, mm -hmm. as, as, a, as a group, by the way, because it's it's been a really kind of stable... There's been good continuity in the squad through Steve Clark's reign, particularly over this over this last couple of years. So I just think the squad are in a really, really good place. Yes, on the on paper it maybe looked a, a tough draw. And listen, Spain are a superpower, and I think we've went totally -to toe with them in the two games. David, you referenced Steve Clark. How would you sum up the job he's done? Faultless, absolutely faultless. And I, I, again, we're talking about how many goals have scored. We've got to look at how well defence is played and how few goals were. Against world-class attacking players from all over the world. I mean, it's not—it's not just the fact that we're, we're scoring goals and winning. We're, we're, we're being solid at the back, which gives us that ability to go forward. The defence and the keeper have all played their part sensationally, and I think Steve Clark has, has been faultless. Roger, I mean, the the, the, the stat is there. It is it is official? It is 
a fact He's the first Scotland manager to lead the country to consecutive European Championships And Kenny kind of alluded to earlier We hadn't been at a major tournament since 1998 So getting to the last Euros was an excellent achievement But still some people wanted to say ah, but, I mean penalties or, or well, the Nations League Or you know whatever the yeah. sort of excuse was To then go and do it again in the conventional group so well And by the way with another playoff in between It was granted disappointing on the night but uh, that's that's two Euro qualifications either side of a World Cup playoff. Yeah, he's re-established Scotland as a force, if you like, on the continent. When we, the only time we've ever been to back-to-back Euros, 92 and 96, it was Andy Roxburgh at the first campaign, Craig Brown the second campaign, and then Craig took us to, to France 98 after that. And this is the best run of qualifications, if you like, since then. And that's more than a generation. You know, there'll be callers on the show tonight Thrilled, excited that Scotland are going to Germany next summer Who wouldn't have any recollection of France 98 or Euro 96 or Euro 92 This is all new And we've seen the show before We said it at the time after Belgrade And watching Scotland through that Euros game at Wembley And the two games at Hamden Steve Clark and his players have re-engaged An entire generation of Scotland fans With the national team We used to sit here Kenny, I'll take you back to a few years ago in this show We hated international fortnights not that we didn't like watching you playing for Scotland, <laughs> but we couldn't get any callers about Scotland. There wasn't the interest in Scotland. When we did get a caller who didn't want to talk about Celtic or Rangers, he, he tended to say, Scotland? No, nah, if they were playing in my back garden, I wouldn't open the curtains. <laughs> and now we've got David, the first of many callers tonight, this week, right through until next summer when we go to Germany, who are re-engaged with the national team. And it's a fantastic thing. Absolutely, that's, you know, and it's the same for for us ex players now. As much as you, you are looking on with envy because you, because you missed out on that uh, that opportunity, you're there as a supporter, and, and you've got to appreciate the job that Steve's done and what the players have achieved. Because you know what, the manager, the reason he's paid the big bucks is because the buck stops with them, whether it's good or bad. You know, so if you're under pressure, it's always the manager that gets to the next. So when when you achieve good things, it's right that they get the credit. But like the other side of it as well, and Michael Beals just suffered for it, the players need to take a responsibility for that. But they also need to mm-hmm. take a responsibility and get the credit they deserve when they cross that white line and perform and bring these performances and bring these results and give the Tartanam and the celebrations that they've done can, uh, uh, with the last two qualifications for the Euros. So listen, everybody involved deserves huge credit. As it makes you feel proud to be Scottish again that they are, you are competing on that level. Come on then, thank you to David Sets us up nicely if you want to follow in his footsteps It's 01419511025 And we'll speak to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here They are in a good mood Can you believe it? Scotland have qualified for the Euros So get all your thoughts in What did you make of the campaign? Have you ever been so nervous about a Spain and Norway game before? Did you ever think you would care so much? How do you look back on it all? Steve Clark's role in it The player's role And maybe more importantly Or more interestingly for us Have you booked your flights to Germany? Why don't you come on here and share your travel tips? We could be like a a sort of travel community here Because people will be listening Desperate to go Wondering where to go and where to stay And all that sort of stuff So you could get your thoughts in Those of you who are very smug And booked them a couple of games ago uh, One of our colleagues in the office Was telling us he booked them that night That Scotland beat Norway That was quite early Didn't even wait to the 
Wait to the Cyprus game It's a clever play that It was wasn't it Yeah Good foresight uh, Don't forget everyone who gets on air tonight To speak to the guys Will be put in the draw For a pair of tickets To Air Racecourse Bookmakers Race Day On Saturday the 4th of November Fantastic day out there And all you need to do To be in the draw Is give us a call Of course you can call about The new Rangers manager as well Or anything else That's out there Pick up that phone please Ewan is next through How's it going Ewan? I'm good, uh, hope you guys are all well All good um, here, Ewan, what are you thinking tonight then? Good stuff uh, Well, I want to speak about Scotland um, I, um, I'm i of a certain age, I remember 74, 78, 82, 86, 1990 uh, For the World Cup um, And I've never seen such an impressive kind of qualification under Steve Clark I think he's done so well, you can't fault the man at all And I think we we should be keeping him on for a good few years because I can't see anybody that could do any better than what he has done. Roger, this footballing environment is as divided and critical as it as it comes, and obviously there's a lot of people who took a lot of time to come round to Steve Clark. I mean, surely now you can't you can't argue with the job done. No, oh, listen, absolutely not. And I, I think. Scotland suits Steve Clark and Steve Clark suits Scotland. They're a good marriage just now. Steve Clark's had a great coaching career and managerial career down south. He came up and did ever so well for Kilmarnock, but he's now a man, I think he turned 60 earlier in the year. He's got a contract extension, nice pay rise, I would imagine, as well from the SFA. And I think at this time of his life and this time of his career, international football probably suits him. And he certainly suits the Scotland team I think he's got the right temperament for the job. don't think he gets too high in the victories. I don't think he gets too low in the defeats. And he's certainly done an absolutely terrific job developing this group of players to the stage, you know, as you said, one of the most impressive qualifications for many a year. I think it was the anniversary of the weekend of that famous win against Wales at Anfield that took Scotland to the 78 World Cup in Argentina. And we didn't quite have a night. The, the one of the great about the qualification is, you know, it wasn't a Scotland win last night. It was a, it was a Spain win in Norway that took us there. We'd have been even more excited had, yeah, you know, we'd done it in Seville last mm. Thursday night. But, as Steve Clark is, is wont to say, don't thank the Spanish, thank the Scottish players who get 15 points from the first five games. Yeah, it does have a bit of a feeling of that, Kenny. It's like, oh, it was almost... Too simple, dare I say it. It's great to have this But it didn't have that, that drama, that danger, that fear You could go, we could do a whole show on what was happening in the world During the game in Belgrade and everyone was locked down And maybe there was a big release there and stuff But that, that this just feels so different Just I'm not saying it's... Um, and it's felt different and, and Steve's exactly right to kind of uh, talk about what's happened before last night's result you know the performances going into these last five games these players have earned it they've performed they've got the results uh, and it has been smooth sailing you know and I I was I've actually forgot the game was on last night that game and I've eventually checked about 10 to 10 and I've seen the result you know because had it went that had Norway got the win then I know it would have just gave you that little bit of edginess going into next month but I just had full confidence. Even if it took that, this team would have just took it in their stride, went and got the result, mm. and then we would have had that night a qualification in one of our own games. Oh, what were you watching? You know, I, uh, what was I watching? No, I was watching some. I was watching some of my son. I was watching uh, cartoons. One Piece. I was watching I One Piece on Netflix. Um, you and what? How, well, by the way, it was recommended. recommended to you. That, yeah. uh, you and how helpful is it that? 
you know, there's a, like a number of players that everyone seems to be able to, you know, can it sort of idolise maybe is, is strong, but you know, can sort of get behind and appreciate their contribution. It feels like there's a number of fans' favourites in that team as well. Well, obviously, you get Tierney, Robertson, etc., and McTominay uh, are standouts uh, in that team. Um, the goalkeeper Gunn, I was kind of dubious about him when he first came in, but I think he's done very well. Um, but I think the, what the point I was going to make as well was what was key was um, the Norway game away when we scored that two late goals. That's what changed that group. Um, and I can tell you a little story, if you like. I was out in Malia in Crete in a bar when uh, we scored the, the equaliser late on. And the place erupted and there was, obviously, you imagine there was beer everywhere. And then we scored within a minute, I think it was. Um, but nobody had beer to chuck about, which was good. Because <laughs> it was a lot from the first one. Uh, that's it, that's <laughs> it, Roger. We've got, like, the, the, the real obvious ones. And you mentioned some of them. Scott McTominay certainly won now. But then to talk about someone you said there, I mean, Ryan Portes, I think, started every game. I think he started every game yeah. in, in that, that campaign. Contributed in an incredible fashion. We're seeing the growth of guys like Aaron Hickey. There are new recruits, if you like, which always cause a bit of debate at the time. Angus Gunn, and when we get to others down the line. And I think there's a good balance as well. You know, we speak about the younger guys. Angus Gunn's only, I think, seven or eight caps now. Um, Hickey's come into the squad. Portes and Hendry together had that great night in Poland against Ukraine if you remember the nil-nil game Greg Taylor at left back that night and, and they've developed on from there and then there's I'm not going to say a hierarchy but it is something of a hierarchy the McGinn's the McGregor's the Robertson's I've probably put Tierney and McTominay in that bracket now guys who are either approaching 50 caps or have gone through 50 caps the way Robertson, McGinn, McGregor have they've now got the experience that Scotland lacked at the last Euros, Gordon. And I think that's why whatever happens in the draw for Germany, mm. whoever we get in Germany, they won't be phased and they'll believe they can put on a better show than they did in the last Euros. Are you of the mindset, Ewan, to just sort of look, enjoy this, deal with Euros when it comes around, we've not been here too often? Or are we <laughs> actually in a place where you can be excited about maybe trying to make a bit of a go of it when we get there? Yeah, we should be excited about giving a goal because we can beat any team or give a team a good game. Um, and with a group of players who are very good at the moment. And I think my understanding is if we win the last two games, we could be in pot one for the qualification. Is that correct? Uh, I think yeah, I think we need to top the group, um, which uh, Spain, look, Spain are going to... It's no, it's, it's, they're no dropping points yeah. through the last two games, Georgia. Yeah. And, and then their goal differences and the goal difference much is superior. So that's, that's going to be tough. But still, mm-hmm. I mean... It just it feels like, again, look, you'll never match the sort of drama um, of how we qualified for the last one. But then you got there. It was a Euros that was spread over numerous countries yeah. and we were just coming out of lockdown, empty stadium and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, good job we didn't make the World Cup. Didn't want to go to Qatar anyway. That's not a good, uh, a good supporter experience. This could not be better. Could it than Germany, famous for like brilliant stadiums, yeah. fans, infrastructure, like, everything whole, about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the culture, uh, everything is going to be is going to be sensational, you know. And um, I just go back. It's going to be three years on for the last Euros. The players, the experiences they've had, the experiences they've gained even through this, and the confidence and the belief that they've gained over the course of this campaign. I think we will go into this tournament a different animal. You know, I, I really do. We're, uh, we're in a good form, but we're in a good place then. 
we're in a, an amazing place now off the back there. So still seven months to go and there's still going to be a lot of games to play and I know we've qualified but I still think it's important that we maintain the levels that we have and we continue this development that Rogers talked about and improve on the performance that we're actually approaching it in really good form uh, again because we're in great form now but we need to be in good form in seven, eight months time so there's still games to be played to build on and make sure we're going into this in a really, really strong place. And you wonder as well it is seven or eight months away are there a player or two out there, a young player or two out there who will be eyeing a place in the squad. I don't sure squad sizes have been confirmed yet. It was 26 at the last Euros, mainly because of COVID issues. Mm-hmm. Might well be 26 again at this Euros. Could there be room for a Ben Doak in among that squad, Gordon? Or Harvey Barnes, if he decides he wants to be part of the yeah. part of the journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, it will and be. Elliot Anderson, you, Tom. Yeah, well, stranger things have happened, but that, is that the exciting part, Ewan, as well? Just how good a Euros this is to get to, if that makes sense? Well, I'm going there, actually. I've oh. hired a motorhome already. Any space? <laughs> hired a motorhome and travelled out. I'm going to travel out there. Any so, space um, for uh, Hugh Evans and Gordon DL? Uh, maybe Hugh Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Last time Hugh was here, it was in a Lancaster. <laughs> well, I'm sure there will be some interesting... Um, planes, trains and automobiles so what's the plan you and you got is that it, just the vehicle so far? Well I've got it all hired and all the rest of it and I've been to Germany before kind of thing so we'll just see how it pans out but um, it's the best way to do it because flights and hotels will be a, obviously quite expensive quite like so, the sound uh, of that so more, what do you think of a Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard minibus? Absolutely Gordon Dale at the wheel Starting oh, to come together in my head a bit here, Kenny. Might not end up in Germany if he's at the wheel. Oh, that's, that's true. That's the exciting part, isn't it? Let's be honest. Right? I know the football, yes, we'd love to win and qualify. But the, the, the sort of way that it will bring fans together from now until then, trying to sort of plan to get out there. And, and it's an exciting journey. I'm talking metaphorical journey now, but these two games next month you know can Scotland qualify with the same points as Spain could we get you know 21 points in the section away in Georgia home to Norway then December 2 the draw in Hamburg you see who you're going to play against you know the, the likes of Ewan can see exactly where he and his motor home are going to be based for the group stages because we'll get beyond the group stage and we need to have enough diesel to get them to the the, the knockout stage as well for, for the first time in Scottish football history so it's going to be a fantastically exciting time for Steve Clark, for the players, and just as importantly for Ewan and the Tartan Army. Ewan, enjoy your trip when it comes around. Hopefully we'll speak to you before then. I will do. Good Guys, man. enjoy your evening, OK? Thank you, Ewan. Ewan's in the hat for the tickets to air races, as you could be if you give us a call. If you want to keep going on that, you can do. If you'd rather talk about the new Rangers manager, which I suspect some of you might have up your sleeve, give us a call right now whilst I run this past you. As consistent as Scotland victories these days On Thursday we made her make me a winner call The person said hello Not good enough Friday we made another call And the person said hello Which is normally okay but not in this competition And today we made another call And you've guessed it The person said hello again Which means no one has taken home £112,000 Motorhomes are pretty expensive But I reckon you'd get one For yeah. £112,000 A couple of Tanks of fuel and off to Germany, you Maybe could even go. Some tickets as exactly, well. yeah. a couple of 
hot dogs along the way or whatever they're called uh, we're on tomorrow we could make you a winner with £114,000 when we make another call but you do need to be in the draw so text YES to 61025 Y-E-S to 61025 text are £2 plus your standard network rate you can enter at Clyde1.com and online entries are £2 or call 0330 and the calls are charged at a standard rate it is over 18s and all the rules for this network competition are online the good news is if you've entered since David won on Wednesday you're still in the draw you don't need to re-enter here is the important bit if you get the call after 3pm tomorrow Tuesday the 17th answer within five rings please say make me a winner and £114,000 could be yours so text yes to 61025 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141-951-1025 They spent the break looking up motorhome rentals uh, Between Scotland and Germany next summer Seems to be a pretty busy market It has to be said If you've got any travel plans you want to share Or you want to talk football Let's do it 0141-951-1025 as far as random Sundays in October go, I don't think you can get one that's busier for Scottish football. A qualification to a major tournament for the men's team and a new Rangers manager. So let's flip our focus onto that for a bit. Of course, we can go back to Scotland. We can go between the two all evening. Whatever you want on the phones. Pick the phone up and let us know what you're thinking. Roger Hanna, we kind of knew this was coming to a point. It's certainly... So the last time we spoke last week, you were looking at Kevin Muscat, Philippe Clement. I think Philippe Clement yeah. was probably always in the driving seat towards yeah. the end of that process. Sunday morning, the news came exactly two weeks after the sacking of Michael Beale that Philippe Clement is the new Rangers manager on a three and a half year deal. We've probably been through the CV, but for anyone who needs a refresher, 49 year old Belgian, three consecutive titles in Belgium, went to Monaco, didn't work out as well there, got sacked, was a free agent. And now he's the Rangers manager. A slightly different appointment for Rangers because as we discussed in the show here last Monday night, the last couple of times Rangers have appointed a manager, there has been an obvious candidate. You know, when Stephen Gerrard left to go to Aston Villa two years ago just now, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst immediately emerged from the pack. He was a former Rangers player. He had won a title in the Netherlands with Feyenoord. He was available at the time and, and he got the job. And then when Gio left last year, Michael Beale very quickly emerged as the candidate. He had a background at Rangers. He was highly rated for his coaching ability. He had been around the parish in the days before Giovanni left, if you remember, in that Aberdeen game. So they were easy appointments, if you like, obvious appointments for the Rangers board. This time there wasn't an obvious appointment. Even if you just look at you know, the bookies' odds throughout the last couple of weeks, Frank Lampard, Scott Parker... Yeah. Uh, Kevin Muska of course was mentioned Derek McInnes was mentioned uh, they were all manner thing. Oliver Glasner who was a Frankfurt manager when he beat Rangers in the Europa League final uh, Pascal Janssen at AZ Altmar was all mentioned so the Rangers board have done their due diligence um, they have brought Graham Sunus on board to help the interview procedure and once they've got through that process they have decided Philippe Clement is their man and they're obviously well convinced because it's a contract to 2027. Um, he's brought in his number two, Stefan van der Heyden. And Not officially yet, I noticed, which is maybe interesting. I don't know. Uh, he's maybe still trying to get a motorhome over in the Eurostar yeah, exactly. or something, I don't know. Um, he will be his Rangers number two. And I'm sure he will get a loud welcome 
at Ibrox on Saturday ahead of his debut against Hibernia. Yep, I think it was the... Uh, it became pretty clear that I think he was even ahead of Muscat going into this, definitely this last week or so. Seemed to be the one that, that the Rangers board wanted uh, and it was just a case of getting things over the line. Maybe on his part as well, was there other interests? Was there other couple of teams that were maybe trying to get his services uh, as well as Rangers and then get the contract done and I think even if, if what's reported is true, he's looked at the, 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 the previous two tenures of Michael Beale and Gio being so short and looking for certain assurances that maybe we'd given that little bit of time, but I don't think these types of assurances exist in Glasgow. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Like I said, I think the immediate thing is he's got two and a half months before any kind of transfer talk is going, mm-hmm. to, is, is going to occur. So he needs to get more out of this current group. Let's bring in Billy, who's a Rangers fan in Cranhill. Billy, was it the right appointment for you? I, I think it was personally. I've been following Clement for some years now. I've I saw him at, at Bruges and I've saw him at Monaco. The things he's done at those clubs, up until the end of them, they were amazing. Uh, Clement Ball really turned him around. He plays four two three one high pressing football. I think it's the perfect, perfect suit for Rangers. Was he the one that you always wanted in this race? Was were there any other names that you thought you fancied, or was it always about this? No, nobody stood out to me like Clement stood out to me. I feel. Bill was never the right appointment. It was always Clement. I think Rangers have been following Clement and they've saw what they've done with Ben Yedder, Minamino, and I think he wants I think he wants to come here and win the treble and like transform Rangers back into like a top competing club in Europe. I'm sure he does want that. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of fans want that as well. The looking at the quotes that came out from John Bennett yesterday. If, do you think the the real emphasis or the real sort of plus point for his CV is the fact that he's won titles before? It doesn't guarantee you anything. That's not what I'm saying. But if you were to look for a, a kind of relevant experience of winning titles, do you think that's something that's really gone in his favour? I think that the Rangers, John Bennett, James Bisgrove, Graham Park, and it was great to hear if Graham Soonis was involved in the process. Absolutely, that was refreshing to hear as well. I think they needed someone that had that kind of record, that proven track record of delivering success. You know, I mean, you could say at Bruges, he should be winning there, but that's also comes with a pressure. So you've been in a situation where, listen, it's not going to be the same as Glasgow, like, like we get that, but you're still in an environment where, you, where you're expected to go and win, and then you have to deal with that. You know, and it went to Monaco as well, and it, I mean, it wasn't a disaster. You know, I just think at, at, at the end of it, it just kind of, I think they finished sixth last year, yeah. and it just, again, it's just been viewed as no good enough, but it wasn't a disaster. You know, so I, just, I think the fact that he has won titles, uh, I mean, he's got a lot of games as a manager, and he's been, it's 300 odd games that he's got as a manager, so he's got good experience as well, but he's proven that in an environment where he's expected to mm. win, he can stand up and deliver it under that pressure. So I think that was important for the Rangers board to see someone who's done that. I was going to say that my impression from the Rangers fans towards the end of last week was that they were not going to be jumping for joy and super excited. They were they were happy with the appointment and they were going to see what happens. Uh, Billy is, however, very excited. He's he's a student of Philippe Clement. Yeah, in Cranhill, they must be the only one. It's good to hear Billy is excited. I think they'll listen. Any team that gets a new manager in, they're going to see the positives in the appointment. They want to see the positives in the appointment. Um, there's probably less excitement. You know, you remember how Stephen Gerrard was was greeted that May afternoon at Ibrox. Thousands of people turned out. He was box office for Rangers. When Giovanni van Bronckhorst came back, he was embraced 
as a guy who had won the treble as a player at Rangers. When Michael Beale came back last year, despite what people will tell you in the phones in the last couple of weeks, there was a lot of positivity around Michael Beale's appointment, Gordon, because people put him down to have and had a great role in title number 55 under Stephen Gerrard. So this time there isn't a link with Philippe Clement. That's not to say it's a bad appointment. No one knows whether it's a good or bad appointment. But it's a big job for Philippe Clement. Kenny says he can't do anything to the window in January. He'll need to do something quickly because it's Hibs, it's Sparta Prague, it's Hearts, it's Sparta Prague again, and it's Hearts again mm. in a League Cup semi-final. Um, there is no margin for error in the Premiership. There's very little margin for error in that Europa League group after the defeat in Cyprus. And in a League Cup semi-final against Hearts at Hamden, there's absolutely no margin for error. What are you looking for immediately, Billy, um, You know, in terms of the sh- your short term? What are the first things you're looking for from this management team? Um, as soon as the transfer window comes in, I think Clement really needs to rebuild Rangers. I know, but what about before that? That's what I mean, because he can't do that till January. All, all that matters is getting the team in the right heads and to be competing. We need to be competitive again. I think Michael Beale really lost the lost the team in the, the dressing room. I think Clement will come here and he'll... Obviously, Dessels, Flint in Belgium, Raskin, Flint in Belgium. I think Dessels will make a connection with them and like, really transform those players individually and the full team as a whole. I think everyone... We'll be competing. We'll, by the time by the time New Year's comes, we will beat Celtic. Maybe. We'll find out. We'll revisit it. Kenny, what is the immediate priority? What's the sort of first order of the day? I, th- I think Billy's kind of nailed me this, and I love the positivity. I absolutely do. And he's, he's got the fighting talk already. I hear you that game at the end of December, the which is great. Yeah, absolutely time. is. So uh, he, he just has to get more. You know, there's no doubt that there's got to be more in this group at the moment. And you know what? I'm saying there's got to be. There is more. Because I'm not talking about new signings who might get better or might not. I'm talking about guys that have done it already. There's more on those guys as well. So he has to find a way to get more out of the current group. He definitely needs to get more out of the current signings. Because rebuild, what a strong word that is after what's just happened this summer with nine new signings coming in. When this was billed as a rebuild. So I don't know how, how, how many times can you go through that. In one season mm. So I think what he needs to do He needs to Firstly He needs to get more out of the group I think Lawrence Cantwell The injuries he Need them back fit Because they are your Two of your best players In the attacking areas of the pitch So And he's got three competitions I just touched on it He's got three competitions to fight on In this next six, seven weeks He's got a Europa League campaign Which started off so good That put Rangers in a really strong position Beating the best team at home In the opening day but then you have that really poor performance away against Aris. Uh, and it's as you were, it's, everybody's on three points as it stands, so it's, there's all to play for there. And you've got a semi-final to deal mm. with and a final. There's a chance to put the first trophy in the cabinet the second week in December. And if you don't, I don't know how that... I'd be interested to see how the Rangers fans will react if that doesn't mm. happen. Let's squeeze one more in before the news, which will be tight, but we'll give it a bash. Stuart, take it away. Hello, good evening, panel. Hello. I would like to put this to the question to Kenny Muller. Kenny, uh, I've been watching the Hangers development the last couple of weeks and I was right he was going to get appointed. Uh, I think the Rangers board didn't have a clue the last two managers and they should have brought their main man in soonest before that, which I think soonest they did have a lot to do. But what my point is, Kenny, right, this man knows European football. I mean, there's no way that, there's no way that as soon as he did appointment, that's what I think he, he did appoint him. 
because that's why they brought Sunny Sun. It, has, it was going to take even longer if they didn't bring Sunny Sun. The good thing about this manager is he knows European football. He's been there and done it. He's won three titles. But my mate, I don't think, my, my, my main concern, I don't think the last caller said he beat Celtic, which I, I could quite agree on. The man has got good potential. But the main thing, Kenny, is right, on the park, know what I think he'll do. I think he'll turn it around. I think he'll get into the players. What you see here for, what he's getting paid for on the park and off the park, I think he's that kind of manager that will get the players turned around. Maybe. Yep. He's big and baldy and scary. Is that what, what Stuart's alluding to? He's a big presence. He's going to strike some fear into the the players. Listen, I don't think, it's not about striking fear. I think it's about it's finding a way to connect with them and make them better. You know, and I think that's what Stuart's saying. He believes, and I think Billy said it as well. That if they, they believe they are going to turn this group of players around, and you know, it's, it's real, real positive. We don't know too. Like mm. he's, you know, he's worked in Europe, but he's not. In, he's in Scotland. Yeah. He's in Scotland now. He's got to understand the Scottish game quickly. He's got to understand again what what Roger was saying about previous foreign managers as well. I just don't think they've grasped the enormity of the football club and what the expectations and, and demands are when you are the manager of Rangers. There's no. A draw is a disaster. You can't go on its own. It's an away point. It's no. It's no good enough. We have to win. And at this moment in time, unfortunately for Philippe Clement, he's coming and having to play catch up. Seven points back for Celtic. There is no room for error. So you're asking what the immediate things is. Yes, more at the group. While still winning, by the way. While still mm. winning the league, dealing with a semi final, getting to a final, putting a trophy in the cabinet. That has to happen whilst he's trying to get the better and more out of this group. Stuart's praising the role <clears> that Graham Soonis played in the process, Roger. But again, I think you mentioned it earlier. There's no point in revising some of this. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst wasn't deemed a clueless appointment at the time. He had won things, he had managed in Europe, I, I, and he knew the club as well. I, he seemed to take yeah, loads I, of boxes. And he took Rangers to a European final and won a Scottish Cup. There are no guarantees. Of course, there's never a guarantee. Every signing you make as a player is a gamble, every managerial appointment you make is a gamble. The Rangers board, having taken a couple of weeks, and listen, the way things were going for Michael Bill towards the end, they've probably been looking around for more than mm-hmm. this last couple of weeks. They've gone and they've spoken to people, they've done all of their due diligence and Kenny makes a good point. Philippe Clement has won trophies in the continent, he's had success in Belgium, he has played in different countries, he's now managed in different countries, he was in the French Ligue 1 with Monaco, but you come here and it's different. And, you know, I, I, people laugh at me when I say the best thing you old firm managers should do is listen to Super Scoreboard between 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock for I five nights. agree more. And, and listen Shouldn't to Rangers everyone. fans, listen to Celtic fans, and it gives them an insight into what the city's like. Uh, Philip, 0141 951, you know. Uh, and Philippe, if you want to play Beat the Pundit, that's coming next. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Basically, Philippe, what it is, is you phone in, you take on Roger Hanna or Kenny Miller, you show off who's got the best football knowledge, and if you win, we'll give you a sign ball to take up to the training centre and, and knock it around in case you're short of any. So 01419511025, and the lines close at 7. Nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna are here It's 01419511025 If anyone knows the international dialing tone for Germany You can pass it over Because travel plans have to be made Ahead of next summer's Euros Keep your thoughts coming How good does it feel to be qualified for that competition? What do you make of the campaign so far? How impressive was it? What were the standout moments? Who were the standout players? How much credit does Stevie Clark deserve? And are you going to Germany? Those are the important questions tonight Before the news, lots of people getting in touch about the new Rangers manager as well It was a Sunday morning appointment Which means this is our first chance here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard to react to it So again, get all your thoughts on Philippe Clement's appointment in Whether you're happy, unhappy, somewhere in the middle Phone us right now and we'll try and speak to you after we play this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football uh, the producer tells me someone did phone in pretending to be Philippe Clement before <laughs> Beat the Pundit. Which is a which is Joey Barton's French accent on. Somehow didn't get through, which is, um, I would have put him straight through, I must admit. But anyway, uh, Craig is in Kirk and Tillich. How's it going, Craig? Hi there, how you doing? Not bad, how are you? I'm good, I'm all good. Have you ever played before? I have not, no. Good. You do alright when you play along at home? I do alright, I. Just alright I think that's a good That's a kind of good Bar to, to set To be honest You don't want to go Too high or too low um, Roger Hanna's so good That he starts on Minus one Would you prefer To avoid him Or can you take advantage Of the minus one I think I could Take advantage Fair enough Why not Let's yeah. find out Heads it will be Roger Hanna Tails It will be Kenny Miller Both unbeaten this season I believe oh. Is that correct Kenny doesn't like it When I mention it In case I jinx him It is heads It's oh. Hanna Minus one Good luck Craig Ready Craig? Thank you Good man We will give Roger Some greatest hits radio To listen to We will also turn it up Nice and loud And that way He can't hear us Craig So it's pretty straightforward 30 seconds Answer as many questions As you can If you'd rather pass And just move on You can do that as well Okay Cheers Okay Right Your time is on the clock And it starts now Who was the only player To play for Norway last night Who's previously played in Scotland? Name the most recent player To sign permanently For Rangers how many points does Scotland have in their Euro qualification group? 15. Name either Scottish Premiership side who've won only one league game. St Johnston. Name either Scotland player who's pulled out of the squad for the friendly with France. Ryan Jack. How many league titles has Philippe Clement won in management? Three. Apart from England, name any team in Scotland's Euro 2020 group. <sighs> Croatia. Okay. Roger Hanna, can you hear us? Yes, got you back. Right, same set of questions. 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Who was the only player for Norway last night Who's previously played in Scotland? Chris Avraya Name the most recent player to sign permanently for Rangers uh, Butland How many points does Scotland have in their Euro qualification 15. group? Name either Scottish Premiership team Who've won only one league game Dundee Name either Scotland player Who's pulled out of the squad For the friendly with France Andy Robertson How many league titles Has Philippe Clement Won in management Three Apart from England Name any team In Scotland's Euro 2020 group Croatia Who were the first team To be relegated From the Scottish top flight Via the playoffs Oh The reintroduction of the playoffs Hibernian Okay Did we get that question in in time I think I had started it To be honest What do you think Craig One. Craig, I thought you had him as well, but he's just so quick towards the end. Oh, let's find out. Christopher Eyer was the only player uh, last night who played for Norway previously in Scotland. So Roger starts on minus one. He's still one behind. What a tough question this is. I'd never got this. The most recent Rangers signing? Danilo. 
Cifuentes Remember that was the oh, one that took no, a while No 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 So still one behind uh, 15 points for Scotland So Roger still one behind Kilmarnock or Dundee Are the answers St Johnson have no wins yet I'm afraid Craig So that's you guys level Alright Um the Scotland players have pulled out of the squad for the friendly with France, Andy Robertson and Aaron Hickey. I mean, Craig said Ryan Jack. No. Nah. I mean, technically. Pulled out before. He still pulled out then, didn't he? Mm. No. Am I trying too hard to get you a defeat oh, here? <laughs> well, you can keep them level if you want, but Roger put the afterburners on, I can tell you that. Mm, yeah, he did actually, so it doesn't really matter. If I give you it, right, let's give him it for a bit of suspense. I think you'll know where this is going. Philippe Clement has won three titles. You both got it. You both knew Croatia and Czech Republic, so we would still be level. But Roger Hanna's speed has uh, proven to be a big asset for him. There we go. Right into the end, Hibs were the first team to be relegated after the reintroduction of the playoffs. So I'm afraid he has pipped you. It might have been by one, it might have been by two. It doesn't matter in the end, Craig. Hard lines? Aye, a defeat, a defeat. Philippe Clement, though, are you happy with that or would you have gone elsewhere? I am quite happy with that. He's got no bad pedigree. Hopefully playing a nice style of a football at Celtic. Well, new managers always say they do, I suppose. We yet to see a manager come in and say, actually, my football's rotten, turgid, yep. and that it's functional, <laughs> and I'll get points. Um, but no, he did. He's been making noises about possession based and, and dominant football. He gave an interview to Sky today. He will meet the wider media tomorrow. Um, and, and look, Roger, nothing is more important than what happens on the pitch, but people do take any sort of initial clue that they can get as to the way he speaks, the way he sounds, what he says, how he comes across, how he handles certain questions, what his plans are going to be, because there is a lot to be answered. We don't yet know the full makeup of of backroom staff. As you say, Stefan van der Hayden is on Twitter signing his contract on his own Twitter account, but I don't think that's officially been announced by Rangers yet. It looks like he will go for some sort of local influence within his coaching staff, whoever that may be. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear what he's got to say in the coming days. It will be, obviously it will be. You know, the fans do hang on everything the new manager says quite nightly to the first real inkling you'll get though, I think, is in the performance on Saturday. He's got the majority of this week to work with the players and it'll be fascinating. It always interests me, you know, is there a little change? Does someone who's been in the periphery under Michael Beale suddenly emerge and become a key man? And what Craig and Stuart and Billy and the Rangers callers tonight will be interested to see as well. Can he get more of a tune out of a, a Dessers or a Lammers or a Danilo once he's fit? Or the last Rangers signing of Michael Beals here, Sifuentes. Indeed. Can he get more out of him? Um, or, or are they just errors in the recruitment process that even a new manager can get a tune out of? Will there be a job to pick up some of those players? From yeah. the confidence levels They cannot be high at the moment Players always say Oh we're fine And the camaraderie's great And so on It can't be surely It can't be Because it doesn't look that way And the performances Don't suggest that either So It's uh, It's funny when, when, a, when a manager leaves That there'll be certain There'll be certain players or, or That are happy You know Because because they might not be getting a game There'll be players That are really disappointed When a new manager comes in You know It's the old clean slate thing But I just think At this moment in time He is it's going to be a job to get more in because I just think it's not just about form, it's about how the the fans are reacting to that form and how they're reacting to certain players every single touch on the ball. Every time the ball goes near certain players, the fans are on it, you know, and these these 
players. I mean, I've watched a lot. I've watched every Rangers game this season, and I can see certain players mm. taking themselves out of the action so they don't have to make mistakes or don't have to get involved in the ball. And you cannot do that at that football club. Was, so was was a, I was going to ask, Kenny, was there a time in your career, whichever club, when there was a change of manager and suddenly this new manager came in and did breathe fresh life into the place the way Rangers fans want Philip Clement to do? Uh, I can't think of any at my time, no. And I'll, I'll, I'll take that back. I felt when Glenn Hoddle came in at Wolves, I felt he did. He, he, there was a big change in how we operated on a day to day basis. He was ahead of his time as a coach. He changed the formation. We had played a 4 4 2, solid in my, was that about two and a half years at Wolves? And he came straight in and 4 3 3 was the way we were going to go. I was getting deployed off the left uh, and he drilled us on it. So it did. Make this and with a good team, with good players, he came in and, and had us drilled. So I wouldn't say he had a, because we never actually achieved what we should have, to be honest, but he did have a big impact on how we went about mm. our business. Let's bring Robert in. How's it going, Robert? Yeah, I'm very good. Eh? Oh, I, uh, no, you're the guy that pretended to be Philippe Clement, aren't you? Yeah, Shane Big, I'm born. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. Before we offend anyone, let's just give me your, night, your best nights with accent if you can. I'll uh, be Trump Chapel, mate, so is that better for you? Ah, we need to update the system. It says Knightswood just up the road. Uh, is the right man for you, Robert, is he? Your alter ego? Um, well, you can't, you can't, it's, all, it's, all to be, it's all to be seen yet, mate, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, I, I'm not one of these guys that goes kind of all for or all against. I like to kind of wait and see. I was the same way Gio, I was the same way Bill. Um, even with Gerard going back, I think you need to give the guy time to come in, but... In terms, of, in terms of what he's got about him, in terms of his character, um, I was on the programme a few weeks ago saying that I felt as though Bill had lost the dressing room. And um, I think this guy's the kind of guy who will kind of grab people up with the scruff of the neck, you know, and kind of get them playing for them, and his character, his personality. And also the fact he's um, he's won titles. I think that's instant respect from players, you know. Um, plus there's all this chat about um, players that he's worked with in the past and developed. But... In terms of the Rangers job in long term, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of neither here nor there, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm pleased at his appointment. I have the ones that were mentioned. I think he's probably the best fit, but time will tell. I think it's a very sensible outlook. Not one that will catch on on this show, by the way. <laughs> You're supposed to come on day one and say this guy will be a wonderful success or a terrible failure and stick your neck on the line, but um, <laughs> that, that is it, Roger. You, you, the, we, we've said this before. There are no guarantees anyway for any club, but particularly Scottish football. You know that you're going to get, whether it's a player or a manager, he's going to tick some boxes, he's not going to tick others. And, you know, Robert mentions about, you know, getting a tune out of these players. What if the players aren't good enough? Yeah. That, that remains yeah, to be seen. Point, yeah. Is it because Michael Beale couldn't do it or are they just not at the level? And again, that's something that we'll need to find out. Yeah, and we will, and we'll find out very soon. Um, a lot of the new signings, and I will accept Jack Butland and in the last few games, Abdallah Sima, who I think has got six since his last six starts, and it's turned into you know a better signing than we thought on early evidence he was going to be, Gordon. But you know, the Dessers, the Lammers, Sifuentes, even the likes of Dujon Sterling, who's come and really made no impact whatsoever. The Dessers and the Lammerses. These guys. <laughs> Kieran Dowell, who's come in, been injured, Genuinely hasn't really been seen. Kieran Dowell. Rangers also need, as Kenny mentioned, Cantwell back. Mm. Lawrence back He's apparently Matondo back Aiming to be back Ruth For the Hibs back. game Did you see this Todd Cantwell Popped up on some podcast Forgive me It's not intentional I can't remember the name of it Last night Saying he's going to be 
I thought I, I, I could heard that he would be back. I think Lawrence is probably not going to be back. Mm. Uh, Danilo might not be too far away as well. So they'll listen. The new manager's going to need them. It's as simple as that. They guys need to be fit and available to set foot on that part because it's not you being a good player sitting in the stand and everybody telling you how good a difference you're going to make. You need, Philip Clement's going to need them on that pitch. Uh, do you think he can get a tune out of this group of players, Robert, or is it about grinding it out until January to add some of his own? Or no, definitely. Do you know what I mean? I think I think uh, Dessels is he's been given a bit of hard press. If I'm honest with you, um, the guy the guy missed what, was it three months of last season. He missed most of pre-season, and so he's kind of playing catch-up in terms of his sharpness and his overall fitness with, with the rest of the squad. So you not played enough uh, games now though for that. I take your point at no, the start, but I mean, we're mid-October. Oh, but honestly, the guy if, the guy's played at a decent level. The guy's played at a decent level. Um, and he's, he's spoken about the clubs that he's been at, his he's work rate, everything else. The guy looks devoid of confidence for starters. Um, I think I think we're, we're quite, especially as Rangers fans, we're quite, we're, we're quite quick to judge players. It happened with Hately on it. Or Mark Hately back in the day, he was getting pelters. Then he scored, he almost scored one goal in 10 or something in the first game. And look at, look at what he turned into. So, I think you need you guys time. I, I genuinely do that. It's the same with managers. You need players time. Players need to come in. It's a different culture, a different environment. Uh, and you can't just expect a guy to come in and just kind of hit the, 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 uh, the ground running. If I'm, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I think Dessels will come good. I, I think there's a player. The same with Lammers. I think, I think there's a player in there somewhere. I've seen enough of the boy. Maybe having a manager who has managed in Belgium, maybe that's the magic spark it takes for Cyril Dessers. I don't think they overlapped at Genk, did they? Don't think so. Um, but they were close. Um, I don't, sometimes a small thinking like that could, could make a difference. I don't know. Yeah, listen, we don't know. Maybe he will transform Cyril Dessers into a better player than we've seen so far. You know, Robert's making the point we can't make snap judgment, we can't make early calls on players, they can't be expected to hit the ground running. The problem that these guys have is. You look across the city and so many of the Celtic new signings have hit the ground running. There's, there's Lewis Palmer scoring goals, crucial goals at Motherwell, you know, crucial goals in the last game, I think it was against Kilmarnock. Um, you saw how quickly Kyogo settled, how quickly Rio Hitati settled, how quickly Matt O'Reilly settled. Mm. Um, so it can be done and I think that's where the frustration and a lot of the, the Rangers fans mm. come, you know, they, they wanted these guys to make an instant yeah. impact the same way so many Celtic signings could, had made. To be fair, you could probably argue a lot of Celtics haven't this season, Kenny, but that's the point. It's about the different circumstances because Rangers had to rebuild and Celtic didn't. So Celtic can afford yep. to maybe bring a couple of guys in that aren't, you know, aren't hitting the ground running yet. Because they're good enough players be, that can play at that yeah. moment, you know, they're and not this required. Take, to take you back to what you said. You, can you? What do you do when the rebuild doesn't work? Do you, do you rebuild the rebuild? How how often do you keep doing that? What do you think? The, do you think there'll be a different, or can there be a different long term strategy from Rangers if Rangers don't win this league and they start next season like they've started this season? Are we going to be having this conversation again in a year? Well, that's that's what you don't want, you know. So I'm a big believer that stability and continuity is going to give you a better chance of success than continually chopping and changing, right? But you also need to have the right man at the helm. Yeah. You know, and that right man doesn't become the wrong man if, if it's Philip Clement we're talking about now, if he doesn't win the league. You know, he doesn't become the wrong man. You know, but what he needs to uh, display early that there is improvements in the performance. There is improvements in the individuals that we've already discussed because that's what, that's a manager's job is to get the absolute most 
out of the individuals that he's got at his disposal. And at this moment in time, you're hoping that there's more. Like you say, we've maybe not just seen great evidence that there is. Yeah, Robert is in the hat for the Air Racecourse Bookmakers Race Day tickets on Saturday the 4th of November and we're going to speak to Callum in Hamilton next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's that time where Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna tackle the full-time teaser. So let's see what we can do on this. The full-time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride. Slat wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride. Still lots more to be said about Rangers' new manager and Scotland's Euro qualification. So keep the calls coming uh, very quickly before we bring in Callum. The question tonight is, James Forrest is Celtic's longest-serving player. James Tavernier is Rangers. Can you name the longest-serving player for the other ten Premiership clubs? So we're looking for the longest serving player for each of the 10 Premiership clubs outside of Glasgow, basically. What are you giving me? Stevenson, I'm jumping in quickly. Or uh, Hamlin. Uh, well, it's Stevenson, actually. Stevenson, yeah. Uh-huh. Roger? Scott Pittman. At Livy? Yeah. Yep. I'll tell you what, some ones on here that I'm like, how can they be the longest serving player? But Rory McKenzie at Kilmarnock. Yes. One more guess, Kenny. Cammy uh, Kerr at Dundee Yes Okay we'll leave it there We'll see how we get on And it's full time at Clyde One To send your questions in Callum's in Hamilton How's it going Callum? Callum can you hear us? Hello Oh good uh, Philippe Clement Happy with that? Uh, aye I think it was uh, A good appointment At the, the rest of the Potential candidates um, I think that was uh, the, right, the right guy Fingers crossed he does well Um what was it about? Yeah, what about his CV? What was it about his CV that made him the preferred option? I think. I think to be honest, you know, he's a, he's won. He's won. He's won. Uh, he's won with different teams. You know, like but you can say that about any managers. It depends what they do at the time. You know what I mean? When they actually comes, it could be a completely different ball game. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered where the balance is between it being a because I think we've moved on. We're not saying you, you need to have played in Scotland or you need to be a former Rangers player because if you're a good coach you're a good coach but at the same time Kenny and ask you specifically because I assume you've played under I'm probably leading you to one or two in particular played under managers at Rangers who did not grasp the enormity of it is that fair? Yep that's bang on and that's where Clement has to you know he just has to understand what, what it means who you're representing and, and what it means to so many and, and what's expected of you you know like Listen, there's no doubt he's coming in here with, with, with his eyes shut. He's going to absolutely... Everybody's going to have told him, but see, until you're actually in it and you're experiencing it, it can hit you and, you, and, it, and you have to grasp it quickly and understand it because it can it can consume you, you know, and it can get right on top of you. By the way, like it has some of the players. Like I, saw, I was alluding to earlier, some of the players just look like they're... It's just too much at this moment in time for them to represent this club, you know, and as the manager... It all stops with you, you know. So, like you say, there has been, and it's even before my time, even watching it as a fan, there's been other kind of foreign managers that have came in as well and not quite got it, you know. Uh, again, if you think of the Gwen scenario and what went on with Ferguson, these types of situations just don't play it well, you know. So, it's, it's really important that he does hit the ground running uh, and find a way against Hibs at Ibrox this mm. week. He gets the result by hook or by crook because I think. 
by getting more out of the group, he's, he's going to need time for, for things to like to deploy his tactics to get them understand how he wants yeah. them to play. But he has to do that while he's winning. What's your patience like then, Callum? Because everyone kept phoning in and saying that winning is important, but it needs also to be done in a style. There were boos after the win against Motherwell. I assume no one expects Philippe Clement to turn into prime Brazil on Saturday. So what, what's your patience like in terms of seeing a style change? I think you need to give him a good amount of time, to be honest. Like, you can't just expect him to come in and just, uh, you know, start challenging, you know, Celtic. But that's the ideal situation. Do you know what I mean? Like, Celtic right now seem uncatchable, but I would give, I think you need to give him a decent amount of time, let him build his own, build his own squad, get, get his own players in, get his tactics right, and get a team that's actually working. Because right now, there's players in that team that are, Serial losers. But what this decent amount of time thing, Callum? I I tend to agree with you. Um, Clement's been given a three and a half year deal to the summer of twenty twenty seven, but you know Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was given a decent contract and lasted only a year, despite going to a European final and winning a Scottish Cup. By the time he left, Ange Postecoglou was in top in the city, and Rangers fans wanted Gio out. They wanted Michael Beal in a year on from there. Rangers are seven points off the pace. Uh, they lost 5 1 to PSV. And the same supporters who wanted to give Michael Beale a period of time were booing the team off and demanding that he goes. So it's all very well. All of us sitting here saying all managers deserve periods of time. But when the fans turn, boards don't tend to give managers periods of time. Well, this city has long existed on a simple notion of you need to be better than the other team in the city. But, you know. If you can't do that straight away, Kenny, is that is that where it becomes quite a difficult mantra to live by? Or is that why you simply have to win the League Cup? You simply have to... Well, you know, there's still a chance of getting out of the Europa League group, being a mixed start there. And a there. good chance as well, by I still yep. think there's a good chance to get the required points to get with that group. If you look at the level of the opposition that Rangers are going to be up against... Is that why you have to do pretty much everything else? If you can't overtake Celtic yep. in the league... Need to do everything else or at least a, a lot in other departments yep that's it has to win the League Cup probably needs to get out of the group as well Again, but as much as I would say I don't think that would bring great great amounts of pressure if you don't win the League Cup it will I just I, I can't see how Rangers fans with, with, with Hibs Aberdeen and Hearts left in the competition would accept no one in that cup I just can't see it so I think it's a must mm. it's an absolute must I suppose Roger though as we said earlier, it still can turn quickly because Giovanni Van Bronckhorst won the big cup and got to a European final. Yeah. But um so again, back to this notion of of style, would you expect when we get to Saturday just even something that catches your eye, a couple of things heading in a different direction? He's gonna have had a full week on the training ground with most of the players. Interesting to see in a couple of games that Stephen Davis and Alec Ray had in charge, you remember, you know, young Ross McCausland was used a couple of times off the bench. Zach Lovely started at St Mirren before he got that nasty hamstring injury. Young Bailey Rice came off the bench. It'll be interesting to see if Clement sees anything in any of the younger players and he wants to try them into the side. But even things like, is it Barisic or Yilmaz? Is it Davis or Suter? Um, Ryan Jack who pulled out the Scotland squad for the Spain game Gordon mm. is he ready to come back and I thought Lundstrom and Raskin actually played one of their better games together at St Mirren in the second game under, under Davis and Ray who starts up front is Cantwell ready is Kamar Roof ready is Matondo ready if so where did he play I think Seema is a certainty to start the game but 
you know, just having a few days with him, has he seen something different that he thinks will make Rangers better? I think you'll see, I think or what I would like to see is forget abilities, forget formations. I would like to see a better energy about the players and about how they go about the business. There's a, there's, it's a choice you make to run about and just do the things that you take for granted as a, as a fan. You just expect the players that they'll run about, they'll try, they'll care, they'll show a, a passion for who they're actually playing for and who they're representing. I think that needs to improve. You know, there needs to be a better energy to Rangers play. And I mean, an attacking sense, but also in a defensive sense, just actually going and working a bit harder. I think that's... Do everything a bit quicker. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that's a... I think that you, if, when, when we watch this game on Saturday, I think you will be able to identify certain traits in the team that have been different from the first 14, 15 games of the season. No, uh, I need to be that urgency. Hibbs will fancy this. Nick Montgomery will fancy this. He will have seen Aberdeen coming to Ibrox a couple of weeks ago and winning 3-1. You talk about pace, you talk about energy and urgency. He's got Martin Boyle. He's got a bit of a record against Rangers in the past. He's got Eli Ewan. Jack, Jack Grealish's shirt. He's got Eli Ewan brimming with confidence after two goals in Edinburgh Derby at Tynecastle. Hibs have started well under Nick Montgomery. This is an awkward game for Philippe Clement. Thanks, Callum. Let's bring in Gus and get his thoughts. Gus, are you happy enough with that appointment? Uh, Yes, very much so. Uh, The manager that will have to go into January looking for a new goalkeeper, unfortunately, because the best player for me uh, in the last maybe 10, 11 games is the goalkeeper, Jack Butland. It's looking more likely that he's going to join uh, Wayne Rooney at Birmingham. I did see that story, Roger. Yeah. Is that any more you can tell us? Well, um, listen, Wayne Rooney's a big fan of Jack Butland. They would like to take him to Birmingham City in January. I actually get the impression that despite everything that's happened this season so far, Jack Butland quite likes this. Uh, to use an old phrase, quite like the cut of his jib. He has been the overwhelming success story at Rangers this season. I think he likes the size of the club. Um, and I think having been stuck in the bench at Man United, stuck in the bench at Crystal Palace, I think he's enjoying being a big fish in quite a big pond. And I get the impression that Jack Butland might like to hang around and just see if he can win some stuff under Philippe Clement. I mean, that would be a blow, for goodness sake, Kenny. If you've signed all these players and everybody keeps saying he's the only one that's working out so far, don't you lose him? No, not at all. And I, and I, agree, with, I agree with Roger. I just think that he's... He does look like he's enjoying it as much as it's probably not been the start he imagined when he was when he signed his Rangers contract. And I actually can't see him leaving Rangers to go to Birmingham either. I'll be, I'll be honest, I just can't see he's him. He's been there before, hasn't he? And, and he's going to be going into a championship team that, at the moment, yeah, they're sitting in the playoffs, but it's super tight there. Uh, I think for them to make the playoffs would be a big, a big ask for Birmingham. Uh, I can't see him leaving Rangers to go to Birmingham. Does that not put your mind at ease, Gus? No, not really, because... Because you two talk rubbish. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel the draw of the English League might just tempt him back down again to prove his point because obviously he's played in that level before. He's moved up to Scotland. Obviously, I'm not as big as the Premier League, but it gives him that opportunity to maybe prove himself again. I don't know. Maybe. I think he's got a chance here, Gus, to prove himself more at Rangers than what he would have in Europe. to prove... At Birmingham, to be honest with you, in the Championship, I just think what, the levels that Rangers are playing at and everything that Rangers represent or should be representing, I think it fits in with Jack. We've talked about good fit. I think it fits with Jack Bolland at this moment. If we're talking immediate, it's clearly an area that Philippe Clement won't even have to think about, will he? If no. he's gone through it, um, did you see the tweet that he put out? Most fascinated when managers come to this madhouse under 
uh, active on social media. I wonder how long it lasts. Uh, but Philippe Clement, a picture of him on the flight over with his laptop and he's watching reruns of Rangers against Motherwell. And I saw lots of people comment saying, wow, he watched that and he still wanted to come. Good on him. That's the type of steely focus and determination Rangers need. You should be worried. He'll try and sign um, Blair Spittle in January. Well, exactly. He can get his hand in his pocket then. But um, yeah, he, you know, he says it was, what was it, some caption like, no time to waste or something. Yeah. He has he has watched them all. What what, have they, what, what will he have learned? Well... If, listen, if he's done his homework all the way back He will have learned that there are players he's inheriting Who have a degree of quality about them Some of these players, a good number of these players Were in a European final not too long ago A lot of them have won a league title A lot of them have won a Scottish Cup But as Kenny says Their confidence is shot to bits um, They've had a dreadful start to the season They've watched Celtic win five of the last six domestic competitions they have been jeered off the pitch by their own supporters five or six times already this season. Um, so he will know that he needs to lift their confidence and self-belief immediately and he needs to get more out of the newcomers. With the exception of Butland, who we've spoken about, with the exception of Seema, who's scored a few goals, the rest of them have not enhanced a squad that was already second best in the country. He needs to get more out of them. He needs to get the longer serving players back to the level they were at before and he needs to get players out the treatment room and onto the pitch thanks Gus so one four one nine five one one zero two five. Gus is in the hat for the air race course tickets as well can you name the longest serving player at each premiership club apart from Celtic or Rangers so you've got Lewis Stevenson Hibbs Scott Pittman Livy Rory McKenzie Kelly Cami Kerr Dundee uh, Johnny Hayes uh, well, no, because yeah. okay. away and back. What about your mate Stevie O'Donnell? No, the Motherwell one really, really did surprise oh. me. Yeah, it shows you hey. how quickly things. What about can... Smith at Hearts? Again, oh, away. no, the, ha- was he? the Hearts. Peter one Haring. Is, yeah, it's Peter Haring, Haring is it? Wow. how quickly that stuff comes around. Um, what about Ryan Flynn at St Mirren? <laughs> yep, and one more guess for now, Stevie May. No, actually, I thought it might have been aye, aye. Gordon. Yeah, Liam Gordon. All right, we'll come back and get the rest of the answers. Maybe more Scotland calls or more on Philippe Clement. You decide. We'll speak to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 We're about to speak to Peter who's a Scotland fan on the line Let me quickly reassess this teaser Thanks again to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride for helping us out Can you name the longest serving player for each club out with the old firm in the Premiership So like Lewis Stevenson at Hibs Scott Pittman at Livy Rory McKenzie at Kilmarnock Cammy Kerr Dundee Peter Haring Hearts Ryan Flynn St Mirren and Liam Gordon was St Johnson anymore? McGabby. Incredibly, yes. I would never have got that. I must admit. What about Ross Laidlaw, the goalie up at County? Uh-huh. What's that? One more to get? One more to get. Oh, okay, think, yeah. try and get it before the end of the show. I think it's the hardest as well, you know. So 01419511025. Peter is a Scotland fan from Shots. How's it going, Peter? Not bad at all. What are you thinking How tonight you feel, then? Guys? Feels good to be qualified for the Euros? Oh, great. Fabulous. Fantastic. Have you ever been away with a Scotland? Well, I have a few times. Um, oh, lucky. 
I went to Germany in 2006 for the World Cup, even though we never qualified. Oh, right, okay. Uh, because we had saved up for two years, so we had bought a bus <laughs> and decided to go to Germany. So we went and um, we travelled to Dortmund for one of the first games, which uh, Sweden were playing Trinidad and Tobago. And we decided we were walking down the street and... Uh, one of the guys was with us had a Trinidad and Tobago shirt on. So as we were walking down, the Trinidad and Tobago team were coming off the bus. So we just kind of got kind of mixed in with them and were invited into the official welcoming party for the Trinidad and Tobago <laughs> football team, which was free drink and free food. Ah, we, got to the real, we got to the yeah. real important bit at the end. Did the we agenda. not, did we not the adopt agenda. them anyway? Because Jason Scotland played for them, did they not? So then you could all walk about with Scotland on the back of the the strip at the World Cup. I I, I like that from Peter. Um, I bet you never thought you would be at a Trinidad and Tobago Sweden game in Germany, Peter. But how good does it feel to actually have the opportunity to go back there uh, in Scotland there this time? I take it, is it a brilliant brilliant place for a a tournament? Oh, it's fabulous. The facilities, I mean, the stadiums are brilliant. The people are fabulous. You know what I mean? Some of the stories we tell about the German people how they helped us and they're brilliant, absolutely fabulous. Like it's a great country to go for, go to like for a tournament. And I think all the guys will enjoy it like. Yeah, I mean I, I even Roger was there in Berlin for the twenty fourteen World Cup. So it wasn't in Germany, but it just happened to be at that time. And even that, even what what was on there for you to watch the games that even though they played at the other yeah, side of the it, world, they seem to do it right. Yeah, and, and listen, it's fabulous. It is so accessible. For you made the point earlier on, you know, that last World Cup in Qatar, it's just, you know, so much harder to, to get to. It's, you know, a lot smaller. The stadium, you know, some of the stadiums were smaller as well. This time you would hope big stadiums, big ticket allocations for the Tartan Army, ease of travel around the country. It's almost the perfect venue for the Tartan Army to go and enjoy an away tournament. You know, you think France, 98, Spain, 82, Italia, 90, Sweden, 92. They were were all really accessible. This is going to be the same again. And I think for this generation of supporters, they are going to have their own stories. You know, the way Peter's got this story and the way... Yeah, yeah, you, you, you've heard people phoning this show before, the telling t- his tales. Every, you know, from West <laughs> Germany in '74, right the way through. How many Scotland fans are going to go? Seriously, at some point, a the, frightening thought. They'll be taken over. They'll be taken <laughs> because over because you Germany can get. The, I mean, you can fly to like all of those cities. Yeah. You can also get easily in from all the neighbouring countries. With the man on earlier who's taken his camper van, it's uh yeah, it's it's going to be quite something. I think that's a a guarantee. Kenny and Roger mentions about all the he rhymes off the tournaments, but actually the reality is for a full generation of Scotland fans, really, it's kind of like this is this, this is still the first one. You know, it's it's all right for guys like Peter and old guys like Roger who remember all these, but for I mean, for a lot of these players, for instance, weren't even born when like the, well, all of these tournaments took place. Really, yeah, listen, it's going to be an amazing. It's going to be an amazing summer next year. Uh, Again, they'll be turning up in their, in their thousands, the Tartan Army. Planes, trains and automobiles will be on all, all action uh, next summer. And I just hope that we go there as a, as a, as a team and we, and we actually give a, a real true account of how good we actually are and we can give the Tartan Army something to shout about. And like I say, to go back to it, the team's got an opportunity to be the most successful team in Scottish mm. football history. 
you know, so that's a, a chance to go there and qualify for the, the knockout stages of a major tournament. And at the moment, the way this team's looking at it, there's nobody that should scare us, no matter who we get in that draw, because we're competitive. There is going to be more spots available to get into that knockout stage. That's true, so yeah. it's, uh, it's a fantastic opportunity for, for players and for the fans that are going to be. Peter, traveling. what did you make of the campaign, the, the success of getting this far? Well, personally, I mean, I think Steve Clark has come in and steadied the ship. Now we're cruising, I think. You know what I mean? He's brought something I've not seen in Scotland, even in the fans, for a long time. You know, I've been to Scotland for Scotland games since I was 12. And there just seems to be a, a great atmosphere now, even going to the games. It's just totally different now for the past. Yeah, it really is, Roger. And there's clearly been an evolution there as well, though, because Peter said kind of steadying the ship, and now we're cruising. That's a, that's a great way of describing it. You look back to that first game was against Cyprus, and there, there's a core there. I think Scott McKenna, who played the other night, played uh, Callum McGregor, John McGinn, um, and some others were involved. But you know, like Eamon Brophy played that night, and Oliver Buck played that night, and Stephen O'Donnell played that e- night. And even from Belgrade, even from the last night when absolutely. we qualified for a tournament, you know, Declan Gallagher, Andy Considine, Lee Griffiths, Callum Patterson, guys like that, no longer Oliver in McBurney, the squad. Oliver McBurney, Warren Shanks, has been kind of back yeah, in and out. Yeah, David Marshall. So th- there have been quite a lot of changes. Um, and there's a lot of the mainstays now have an awful lot more caps, an awful lot more experience in that squad. And I think Steve Clark, regardless who we get drawn against in December 2 in Hamburg, I think Steve Clark go into the tournament next summer believing the team can be more successful than the young group, the young and experienced group that he took in to take on mm. England at Wembley, the experienced Croatians and the experienced Czechs. I guess though, Kenny... It, it can come together at a nice time as well Clearly got good players Just Bottom line got good players We're now able to leave English Premier League players on the bench There have probably been squads over the years Where like you're automatically starting If you play in the English Premier League But you know Nathan Patterson is on the bench And no one's batting an eyelid Because Aaron Hickey's very good yep. um, and, and he's another Premiership fullback Exactly you know, And Lewis Ferguson is tearing up Serie A by all accounts can't get a game. But no, one, a no, no, one's, no one's batting <laughs> yeah. an eyelid because yeah. it, you know it's fine, um, and that that probably did. Did it need a bit of both? Does it need a manager who is going to get the best out of him, but ultimately a, a very good group of players coming to the boil at the right time? Yeah, of course it does. Because the, the, the thing is, if there was if there was a bit of disharmony within the because these guys weren't playing, then it can eat away at what, what what's good, you know. But the, the thing is, when you're winning. I don't think there's a lot of of players will complain, you know, because they're all part of the success, they're all part of the Mm -hmm. journey, and it looks like Steve has created that, but it's also the players, you know, the players need to buy in it. They're the ones that are actually kind of creating that that energy, because they'll see the manager on the training days, by the way, see these camps, I mean, you're there for, I don't know, eight, nine, ten days, you're spending so much time with your teammates, you know, so you're creating these bonds, you're creating these relationships and the atmosphere and the culture within the group, so the players deserve a lot of credit for it as well. For And by the way, the guys that are no playing and no getting minutes, and I'm, I look at like a, a Liam Kelly and a Xander Clark, the goalkeeper, so by the way, how many squads have they been in yeah. now? They might be upwards of 20 squads, maybe high 20s and still not a cap you know but they're still turning up they've still got a role to play mm. they've still got to be there and support their teammates I have it on good authority from someone who walked past the Scotland team hotel last night that you could hear them singing and celebrating after the game right uh, between Norway and Spain absolutely um, it's been kept behind closed doors this time last time we saw 
Andy Considine Bougain and David's what is it Saturday night and I like the way you move David Marshall all that sort of stuff from Belgrade Scott McTominay in the changing room with his bottle of beer and all those images that became quite iconic so um, it sounds like they enjoyed their night in quiet last night in yeah, private I, and I think they deserved their night like that they qualified in a sort of manner that was unlike Scottish teams qualifying first five games <laughs> five wins uh, as Kenny said McTominay scoring goals for fun I think prior to this doubleheader only Romelu Lukaku had scored more than Scott McTominay in this European qualifying campaign so they've done the hard work now they can relax I'm not sure they can relax tomorrow night against Kelly and Mbappe oh, and Cole about that. Uh, and then two qualifiers which are important in November because we want to finish on 21 points. We want to push to win the group. I think it'll be hard. I think Spain will win their last two games against Georgia and Cyprus. But you just never know. It was Max Johnson playing for Cove round about this time last year. Would that have been right? Yeah. And he could come up against Kylian Mbappé at that side of the... That would be interesting. <laughs> be good luck, it? So he's good been luck. brought in to replace Aaron Hickey and Andy Robertson who've dropped out. That's your news. Uh, but we can focus on that game tomorrow. And it's such a great position to be in because if Spain, uh, if France absolutely rips Scotland apart, we can just shrug our shoulders and say, who cares? We're going to the Euros anyway. Is that the way it works? Yeah, Tell me and, it's so. And they can cite last night's revelry <laughs> as an excuse. Exactly. Thank you very much, Peter. I liked your story. Hopefully you've got some new memories to be made in Germany next year because uh, Scotland are going that is the bottom line uh, thanks to everyone who called tonight generally but also because you went in the hat for the tickets to Air Racecourse as well well done to Ewan in Campbelltown the winner uh, and don't worry we'll have more tickets to give away tomorrow and all week there as well so lots to look forward to on that front and we've saved something special for Friday's show as well so an incentive for you to pick up the phone throughout the week although I don't think you're going to need it because there's still I think lots more to discuss about the Euros and Philippe Clement is going to have his press conference tomorrow so you'll be able to hear more from him uh, so lots to get involved in this week you two I think have got one more answer on this teaser we're looking for the longest serving player for every team in the Premiership outside of Glasgow so you've given me Ross Laidlaw at Ross County Bevis McGabby at Motherwell Lewis Stevenson, Hibbs, Peter Haring, Harts, Scott Pittman, Livy, Rory McKenzie, Kilmarnock, Cami Kerr, Dundee, Liam Gordon, St Johnston, Ryan Flynn, St Mirren. Only Aberdeen to go. Yes. Barry Robson has made a lot of signings. We wondered about Johnny Hayes. Graham that, Shinney's uh, service uh, uh, has been uh, broken uh, as well. Yeah. Must be one of the homegrown lads. It is. And he's so young, so you think, how can this be the longest serving player? Scored at Ibrox, Jack McKenzie. Jack McKenzie, well done, Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller, and thank you for your company. It is Gordon Diel and Andy Halliday tomorrow, so make sure you join us. Remember, if you want to catch up on the show, you can listen back wherever you get your podcasts or watch the whole thing back on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, search Clyde1SSB. Make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. And stay right there, Lynn Hogan is in for Callum next.